Welcome back, fellow podcasters. It's Freedom Friday, and time for another episode of Jeff Fry, an American conservative. Today I'd like to uh, go back to the uh, election coming up here in just a couple of weeks, and the the sheer number of the mail-in ballots, be it um, universal balloting or the absentee ballots, because I think we're truly setting ourselves up as a country for failure in this regard. And, and, and what I'm saying, or what I'm meaning to say actually, is that I don't think we're going to have either side that is going to be happy with the result that happens. Uh, and it'll be because no one can trust the system. Now fundamentally, there's no reason for fraud to take place uh, just because of absentee ballots or mail-in ballots. But I think because of the sheer number, and, and the estimates here will be that at least 25% of the total votes will this year be done by this mail-in balloting. Now, in the 2016 election, there were approximately 170 million votes. And yet, that was not a really large turnout for that particular election. And, and in this particular election coming up, they're anticipating as high as 6 million votes to come in. So, if you uh, wanted to go along with averages, that would be a approximately four times the number of votes are anticipated than what was cast four years ago. Now, according to the NPR organization document, there were about 320,000 ballots that were received that were rejected in the 2016 election. Now, if you were just going to do the pure percentages, you could say that if you're going to have four times the number of people coming out to vote, then you would have four times the number of ballots written and sent in that would also be rejected, which would now stand that at over one million. However, we can't just do that because the number of absentee ballots that have been requested are currently sitting at unprecedented highs. Remember I mentioned earlier that they're anticipating that up to 25% of all votes coming in will now be done by the mail. Well, less than 5% of all of the votes that came in during the 2016 election were done by mail. So actually we're, we're now anticipating five times the number of ballots. And if you did a little bit of quick math, so you'd not only have five times the number of mail-in ballots, but you would have 
four times the number of people actually voting. My calculations show that we could have up to five million votes coming in by mail that could be not counted during this election. So let's take this a little bit further. Studies have shown that voters of color and younger voters are more likely than others to have their ballots not count. Now, most of these ballots, be it mail-in or whatever, they're rejected because the required signatures are missing or they don't match the one on the record or because the ballot arrives too late. But you also have ballots that are not accepted because of other mistakes. Mistakes such as maybe the voter incorrectly chose too many candidates or maybe they incorrectly circled a candidate's name or they didn't fill in the bubble properly. Remember the old hanging Chad thing, kind of going back to uh, George Bush times? Now, when a person goes to live voting, errors like that are, are normally caught at the polling place, and they can be corrected before the voter casts their ballot in. However, when they put the ballot in the mail, the only thing they have to go by is the end result and there is no second chance to complete that ballot. Well, the Democrats are concerned with these statistics as well. And at this point, they're trying to do proactive changes to the various states' election laws to basically allow for second chance opportunities for people who mess up the ballot, be it for whatever reason, and, and deems them not able to be counted. And most of these election changes are being done in the swing states, which would tend to have the uh, thinnest of margins for victory. Now let's take, a couple, let's take an example of a couple of the things that are currently being asked to be changed. And in all fairness, as of this recording, none of them have been accepted yet. Give it time now. Take North Carolina. North Carolina said that as long as the ballots are postmarked by the election day, November 3rd, they would count as long as the officials receive them within nine days after the election. Wisconsin, similar. As long as the postmarked by election day, officials would have to have them in hand within six days after the election. Pennsylvania follows more closely to that of the IRS with our taxes, which says that they have to be received within the next three days. But then you have Michigan. <laughs> you tell me where this logic comes from. Michigan says that they can be counted if they arrive up to two weeks after the election. 
Now, one thing's for certain. We're not going to know who won this presidential election unless one of these two candidates have victory numbers in the various states that exceed the number of absentee ballots that have yet to be counted. Keep in mind, most states, because that's not all of them, but most states don't allow any of the counting to begin on those mail-in or absentee ballots until after the election polls have closed. So you and I know exactly what's going to happen. It, you just bet on it. Come election night, those that have in good faith gone out and voted, their votes and tallies will be shown on the television screens, and we're going to know which candidates are in leads or behind in each of the 50 states on election night. But now we're going to see this little asterisk or something. It's going to show the number of absentee ballots. So you're going to see uh, Trump ahead by 200,000 votes in whatever state. However, we still have 30% or 25% of, of the electoral not counted. So you'll, you'll only see that little bar go across maybe to 75 or 65%, 80% of ballots tallied. And as we mentioned a little bit earlier, depending on which state we're talking about, and of course they're only going to be the swing states probably, we may have to wait another week or two before we know who the, before those ballots have been counted. But it isn't going to end there. Uh-uh. The, the Democrats will, will be tugging and chewing until they get the result that they need. Now remember we mentioned earlier, we could have as many as 5 million votes that were just totally discounted. So let's, let's say we go to uh, the state of Pennsylvania, swing state. In the primary this past, just you know, a few months ago, the state of Pennsylvania discounted a little over 37,000 mail-in ballots because they were sent in incorrectly. That number, assuming the same mistakes are made with the same percentage of people, will probably be closer to 200,000 in our election coming up. Now, 200,000 ballots, assuming that the Democrats lose Pennsylvania again, because after all, the mail-in balloting is, remember, it was targeted more towards Democrats because the Republicans, I do believe, in higher percentages, will go out and vote in person. So you're going to have lawyers and you're going to have all sorts of litigation taking place to go after those 200,000 votes. And they're going to have to sit down and say, well, wait a minute. You can't discount that just because maybe the guy left off his signature or maybe the, the bubble wasn't fully circled or, or maybe it was circled but not filled in. 
And in any other election, those discounted ballots are indeed discounted. You don't play by the rules, your vote doesn't count. But this time around, we're going to challenge that. When I say we, we're talking about the Democrats. They're going to challenge that. They're going to say, that isn't fair. And you know what's not fair? It's not fair to them that maybe their candidate didn't win again. So they're going to have to go back. And going back to those hanging chads thing back in Florida uh, some years back, we had to try to figure out what the intent was. The intent of the voter. I can tell you what. Five million discounted absentee ballots will most likely swing an election one way or the other. Therefore, that is where the battleground is going to be. And it'll be after all of these ballots have been counted. And when I say after the ballots have been counted, I mean the ones that were accepted. Then, and only then, are these teams of lawyers, and each side has their hundreds of attorneys set up to start the process, to start litigating on the ones that were discounted. And we better have a pretty strong backbone, because I'm telling you, and you know it, I know it, we all know it, those Democrats will chew it until they get the interpretation of the discounted ballots until their candidate, Biden, has now more votes in that particular state than what Trump got, honestly. This is what I fear, and we know it's coming. My hope is that Trump wins again, somehow, against all odds, because let me tell you what, He's been doing it now for three, uh, almost four years, but we need him to do it one more time. And if we're lucky enough to win this re-election, then hopefully federal election guidelines can be established that all 50 states in a federal election are going to need to follow. Because this whole process is beginning to stink and when you start compounding the media, throwing out blitzing about how the Republicans are trying to steal the election by not allowing the, the intention of the voter to count anymore, oh, please. What this is is, once again, a power grab by the Democrats and the liberal left to seize power. And don't be, don't be thinking that we're ever going to get that power back in our lifetime once it gets relinquished, unless we can somehow, somehow, get this country back to law and order and be assured that our institution of voting and transferring of power is done in a legal and fair manner. We'll see. Hey, I want to thank you all for coming up and look forward to being with you again next week. I am Jeff Fry an American conservative. I'll be back next week with more to talk about. In the meantime, keep us, U.S., the United States, in mind. Thank you.